are listening to episode 36 of the Less Dress, More Fun podcast. This one's called Friendships These Days. You are listening to the Less Dress, More Fun podcast. I'm your host, certified coach Lisa Schwaller. Each week, we talk about how you can rise above the stress of modern living so that you can focus your energy on what matters most. All right, let's get started. Well, hello, my friends. I'm glad to be here with you today. It's rainy here today, and I'm all just bundled up in my office with sweet dog Bailey. She's here on the floor. She's my friend. You guys are my friends. And today, we're going to talk all about friendship. Now, you may have heard these catastrophic news stories about the dangers of social isolation and the risk of negative health outcomes. The CDC, or the Centers of Disease Control in the United States, cites a report published by the National Academies of Science, Engineering, and Medicine. This was published in 2020. The CDC webpage says this, Social isolation significantly increases a person's risk of premature death from all causes, a risk that may rival those of smoking, obesity, and physical inactivity. Oh my, that sounds horrifying. Now, far be it for me to disagree with the CDC, and yet, I think they may be overlooking the most important component of your health of all, which is the stories you tell yourself about yourself and how that shows up in your mental state and your choices. Frankly, I disagree with a lot of framing around friendships, and I think there's a far more effective way, in fact, the less stress, more fun way, to approach the topic of friendship. So, with that challenge to the medical establishment, let's go. Let's talk about how the state of friendship has changed in the last few decades. I'll teach you what I've learned about three types of friendship styles. We'll talk about decisions on how you want to show up as a friend and deciding what you want from friendships. But first, let's look at some of the information. I I did my research, as I do, and here is some of the information that has been gathered on polls. This is people self-reporting, of course, but it's been aggregated. I was surprised Pew Research only had one article from 2015 talking about teenagers and how they're making friends online instead of in person. Duh. Like, of course they are. That's just how the world is changing. But other than that, Pew didn't have anything. Um, Gallup, the Gallup organization, talked about the value of having a best friend at work. But quite honestly, the pickings were a little slim on the more standardized research-based collections, except for a website I found, which is the Survey Center on American Life. They did a May 2021 American Perspective Survey. Here are the highlights. We're losing touch with our friends during the pandemic. People make friends through work more than anywhere else because, oh yeah, we're working and parenting more than previous decades did. 
most people can see that in their lives and the lives of others, those trends. But here are some numbers. In 1990, 33% of adults reported 10 or more close friends. In 2021, the highest category, 17%, reported having three close friends. And then another contrast, in 1990, 3% of people reported having no close friends. And in 2021, 12% of people reported having no close friends. Also in this study, they found, not surprisingly, younger people are more likely and prefer to text where older people are more likely to email, and there's no difference between the use of phone calls across the generations. So there you have it. That is the math of friendship as best as I could source it anyway. Now, I found something fascinating. Let me teach you what I found about three styles or kind of friendship personalities. Sarah H. Matthews, she is a researcher with Cleveland State University, defined three different friend types, independent, discerning, and acquisitive. Independent style or people who have an independent friendship style are defined as people who socialize in proximity. These are the people who make friends in the situations they're in, their current job, their current hobbies, that sort of thing. Now, the next friendship style is dis discerning. Oh, that's a little tricky to say. The discerning friendship style. These are the people who tend to form a select few very deep bonds. Inquisitive friendship style are the type of people who are almost sort of collectors. They're eager and opening to developing new friends, and they keep up with friends from the past. Now, let's pause here to point out the obvious. When I found this information, I had the reaction of somebody finding out that I breathe air. <laughs> I mean, of course there are different friendship styles, but I never encountered this type of thinking. And that's when I really started to wonder if all that dire information reported by the CDC was based on a very two-dimensional view of friendships. I mean... If you think about it, the average number of friends that you have is meaningless without looking at other layers, such as factoring in your preferred friendship style, or even as your friendship style may evolve during, you know, as you grow and develop and your life circumstances evolve around you. In fact, I found the deeper I looked into the topic of friendship, the more hopeful I felt. But now let's make this personal there's information about friendships and the changing state of friendships. We're working more and having less time for friends. And there's friendship styles, which is really fascinating. All of this gets to inform how you want to show up as a friend. Let's talk about you, what you want to create as a friend. Reflect on those friendship styles, independent, discerning, acquisitive. Does one of them sound like you? And keep in mind, like any and all personality frameworks, they're not intended to become labels to close you off to anything. It's just a shortcut to describe a set of preferences and behaviors you may have currently. You may have been a discerning friendship style as a kid, went through an independent phase, and 
Now you're discerning again. It's all totally neutral. Consider what your opinion is of yourself as a friend. Notice whether when you think, oh, I'm a good friend, I'm a bad friend, I'm a generous friend, I'm a uh, annoying friend, <laughs> whatever comes to mind for you is imagine whether that opinion comes from your opinion of yourself or if you're looking in the past to remember feedback people have given you. What would it be like if you simply wrote your job description of being a friend, the kind of friend you want to be entirely from scratch? I think, in fact, friendship is one of the most accessible ways to transform our self-concept. Are there ways you would want to reinvent yourself as a friend? If you reinvented yourself as a friend, what do you think would actually shift in your self-concept and in your life? List out all of the friend behaviors and the friend feelings you would have. And even just reflecting on this, this idea that you could write your own job description as a friend, does that give you a sense of expansion, release, or joy? Or do you feel a little bit of pressure, have-to energy? Just notice that. After you've decided how you want to show up as a friend, of course, you get to decide what you want from friendships. What do you think is an ideal friend for you? I also want to share my thoughts on what friendships should not be. I don't think friendships should be a way to avoid loneliness. Loneliness is a feeling that you can handle and friends won't make it go away. Friends aren't your emotional safety net. I think that should be your job. Oh, I definitely wanted to share one of the articles, and of course it's in the show notes, um, shared a list of bad friend qualities. Do you want to hear those? <laughs> Here's the list. The trash talker or the person who talks about other people behind their back, um, the person who can't take criticism or tolerate differences, the flaky friend, the pushy friend, the user friend. I think this list is ridiculous, and I'll tell you why. I mean, what's a flaky friend? One person's flaky is another person's delightfully independent. Maybe that person who's super critical isn't all that critical. Maybe you're just overly sensitive. <laughs> it's an odd list because it's all interpretive. Oh, and just for fun, I'll share the good list. Good friends make you feel good when you're with them. They validate your feelings and they forgive you and move on. Ugh, I don't like that list either and I'll tell you why. Those things are your job. I think having expectations on other people and friendships and then getting annoyed with them when they don't deliver I don't think it's very friendly, if you ask me. In fact, as I was doing the research and reading those lists, well, I was reconnected with something that I value, which is taking responsibility for my own emotional health so that I have more to bring to a friendship than to ask from it. And that being said, you get to decide. You get to decide what you're going to bring to a friendship in your job description of being a friend and who you're going to form a friendship bond with. There seems to be a very standard cultural narrative around friendship. It's on all those TV shows. I love those sitcoms where there's three male friends and three female friends. Some of these shows even have friends in the title. There's definitely a rule book 
for what being a good friend is and a bad friend is. You know, the that friends are there to hold each other up. But what if, just what if, friendship was more like a relaxed potluck where you bring what you have to offer? Everybody is there sustaining rather than like a support group where people have to be held up when they're broken down. In fact, it, while doing this research and teasing out my own thoughts about friendship, and I actually even have taken it to my own coaching because I've gotten really curious about some of the stories that are in my mind about the relationship that we label friendship. I'll fully admit, I used to define friendship as kind of that support group model. It was a place to moan about the difficulties of life. I used to see friendship as a mutually reciprocal relationship of matching a give and take. And I used to feel a lot of pressure to connect in certain ways in order to feel connected as a friend. Like I I felt obligated to say yes to things even if I didn't want to. Or I felt like friendships had to have a certain amount of in-person or a certain amount of this. Like there, there were just a lot of rules that I feel like I just inherited from the ether of our culture. In fact, those attitudes or those stories that I had written in my mind were actually stressful for me. When I realized that I can write my job description, who do I want to be as a friend? How can I decide for myself what being a good friend is? And then I look at friendships as, oh, like, what are, what am I looking for in friendships? How does that show up for me? It really has set me free. And I feel like I'm so much more authentic. I say yes to what I want to say yes to. It's just quite that simple. I don't feel like I need to perform a certain way in order to be considered a good friend. But let's wrap this up. Let's recap. So today we talked about the state of friendship and how it's changed in the last few decades. I shared with you about those three friendship styles, which I thought was really a fun way. I thought it was a fun layer of dimension to add to the concept of friendship. We talked about how you get to decide how you want to show up as a friend. Finally, we talked about deciding what you want from friendships and really becoming aware of expectations you have about what friendships are supposed to be that have come from your culture. Are you ready for this week's Coach Lisa homework? So this week, schedule a friendship date with yourself and Journal your thoughts about friendship. Write out the role of friend for you. What do you think? What do you feel? What do you do? How do you communicate? Do you offer advice or do you keep your thoughts to yourself? Get curious about what feels comfortable or uncomfortable to you as a friend and why. Don't just take those preferences at face value. Explore them. And then look at your closest friends. Are there friendships that you would like to develop in the next year. The more you know about you, what you want and what you bring to the table and what you expect from yourself, the more you understand that, the more you're able to actually match with people to create amazingly fulfilling, fun, playful relationships. When you release the bonds of should be and supposed to from yourself and your friends, you create more space for relationships that help you both grow. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying what you're learning, I'd love to have you as a member of the Less Stress, More Fun community on Facebook. Join me there to continue the conversation from the podcast. 
Plus, you'll get access to things I share only with community members. I'll talk to you next week.